Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Sadak, TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're up for late night Reds talk. What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. I guess as happy as it can be with the current status of our beloved Cincinnati Red Legs. Uh, welcome to another edition of Late Night Reds Talk Live, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and our good friends at Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, where my Chicago Bulls are playing here in about 10 minutes. Don't want to talk about that either. Fights and even more next season futures. And don't forget that MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Probably not the Reds. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. To receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Also brought to you today by latenightreds.merchmake.com, where you can support our show and buying some cool t-shirts, dog bandanas, coffee mugs, shot glasses. We went and saw my wife's family this weekend, Nick, and um, her cousins all told me they bought coffee mugs to support us because they're Guardians fans and they don't want to wear Reds t-shirts. So I'll take it. Yeah, I respect it. I respect it. Yeah, absolutely. So latenightreds.merchmake.com. You can check that out. I know we've seen some of you post your t-shirts you have received in the mail. Thank you. It is so cool. That means so much to us. We greatly appreciate it. But we'll go ahead and get into introductions here. So yes, I am Tim Daniel, your regular co-co-co-host. We're without Carlos Guevara today, but we are with our excellent producer, the man who puts this together for us each and every week, Nicholas Kirby himself. How are you, buddy? Well, hi, Tim. How are you? Happy Wednesday evening. Happy to be on here talking some Cincinnati Reds baseball. Yeah, it's uh, obviously a tough stretch when you lose nine games in a row in April and you're two and 11 in your first 13. Um, And I know we're going to get to it. Uh, Just, I don't know, man. Where do we start with this? Because I feel like it's like anything that can go wrong has Uh, the inability to score runs. bad luck plays injuries uh the bullpen kind of like sometimes it feels like they're squeezing just to like keep the team alive in a game and you see situations like today where like you can see like alejo lopez who is pretty well known for being a contact guy can't make contact because he's seems like he's swiftly pinching at the plate trying to make something happen it's just all sorts of hell right now with this team and look a lot of it's not their fault you know Injuries happen. They're probably the most injured team in the league right now. If you had to like look around the majors um, and also, you know, guys aren't hitting yet, you know, other than Stevenson, who's now out and Naquin and, you know, obviously Tommy Pham starting to get his bad hot. Joey Votto got kids a couple days in a row, had a walk today too. There's not much to be excited about, obviously, besides the two young phenom pitchers, which we'll get to later in the show. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's been the, absolute perfect storm you know against the reds yeah you've had um you already had a team that we all agreed had a small margin for error get completely decimated with injuries early in the season and then on top of that you're playing a brutal schedule many of the games on the west coast against a ton of left-handed pitchers so it was literally it's literally just been everything that could go wrong 
has gone wrong. Um, the guys that are healthy that you expect to produce, which is only like two or three of them at this point, yeah. have all have all stunk. You know, I, I I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's just been it's been everything that that uh, it's been the, the the worst nightmare, the worst you know possible outcome really probably through these first um 12 games 11 13 i don't know however many games we're at 13 of them yeah 13 yeah 2 plus 11 it's uh yeah i yeah i don't know what else to say it's just you know um i mean I, this team's not that bad you know they're not 2 and 11 I, I you know i don't care how negative you are they're not 2 and 11 bad yeah um but i mean at the same time you know i think it's I think this team, if if they stayed the roster as is throughout the rest of the year, probably goes above five hundred the rest of the way. You know, whenever they get healthy. But yeah, I mean, that's that's not going to be good enough, you know, to to get you to the playoffs or anything because you're nine games under five hundred um, already. So, yeah, I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, I guess anything's possible. I mean, the 2018 Reds that lost ninety five games, like had a four game sweep at Dodger Stadium and won like you know, went on some crazy runs. I mean, I guess anything's possible, but it's, it's certainly um, pretty ugly right now. Yeah. It's looking bleak. And like a lot of this, like I said, like, so if you go through the injuries so far, so Tyler Stevenson, um, Donovan Solano is yet to play a game. Um, you know, obviously Luis Castillo. And then, you know, the guys you get in the trade for Seattle, a lot of those guys are out. There's no TJ Antone. Uh, wow. Nick literally put this together. Jose Barrero, Jonathan India. Moose was playing really bad before like he got hurt anyway. So maybe that, I don't know. I've kind of lost faith in that. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, so this is kind of everyone. Max Schrock, like you can go down this list of guys that they don't have right now. And that certainly makes things, you know, lowers that ceiling quite a bit. And, I think that just kind of, and we're not going to get full on into this this week because I know everyone's still talking about it, but like this makes Phil Castellini's comments last week, like even worse His where are you going to go when you're two and 11? Not a good luck for the, not a good luck for the franchise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think you're feeling bad tonight. Imagine how, how right. Phil's feeling. I mean, my goodness, like what a nightmare, you know, to, to, to come out with those comments and then, the team loses nine games in a row. Like, whew, that's that's tough. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not a karma guy, but I, I don't know why I deserve the karma. But you know, <laughs> I don't know what I've done. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I mean, that's a whole injured team right there. Um, I mean, just like just think about like a guy like Max Schrock. Like he would have got a chance to play every day. And yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it at least been like, uh, um, yeah. And, and you know, two, you know, five of the five of the Reds' last six games have been against left-handed pitching, and I mean, they have been missing four players that would have been in the starting lineup against those. You know, in Solano, India, Stevenson, and Sinzel. Sinzel was back today, but Sinzel that was a sixth game of the year that he's played. So, yeah, that's, that's half your lineup. So, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, even. You have that, and you're already like, okay, well, it's going to probably be ugly. But even still, you don't expect to go like 2-11. and 11. You don't expect to lose all those games, you know, just because right. of... I mean, like the Pirates, I think, have won five games already, and their roster's awful. Um, so it just, it's been just a combination of everything. Yeah, and, you know, we talked, uh, you know, about like seeing this early schedule, and you're like, all right, well, they're not going to get the fully healthy Dodgers. You're not going to get the full Padres. You're like, this will be fine. Like, they should be able to sneak a game or two from them, and they couldn't. 
Um, so that really makes it tougher as well. And, you know, obviously with what you're showing here with last night with Tyler Stevenson and that play at the plate and Luke Voigt kind of, you know, having that slide that everyone's upset about, obviously, because just kind of salt in the already very deep wound. Um, so obviously that makes things a little bit more difficult, but it's just kind of just like, you know, like you said, like the perfect storm is how you put it. And like, that's the perfect way to put like, to like discuss it. Um, thank God for Tommy fam right now. That's, that's about all we, all we can look forward to so far. Yeah. And I mean, other than Sinzel, it's not like these guys were like injury prone dudes that just got hurt. Like Stevenson and India were healthy all year. Yeah. Right. Last year, like they, they played a, a full season. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, and then like that Stevenson last night, it was just like, you just throw your hands up. Like, what, what are you going to do? And I mean, sure. Every team has injuries, you know, um, sure. But, especially on the shortened spring training, but the reds, no one has more than the reds right now. And I, I think, um, my guy, Sean tweeted out earlier today. I think the, the median, amount of injuries per team is five and the Reds are at 13 players on the IL. So <laughs> those are at, at a lot more than anyone else. And I don't know. I mean, like the Reds, well, they're now 12 players that would be on the active roster. I mean, outside of the Dodgers, like, do you think the Brewers lost 12 players? They're just going to be ho-humming along right now. Right. <laughs> Especially playing the schedule that the Reds have played. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Can you like, I do want to get into the managerial decisions of yesterday with the Stevenson injury. Um, but one comment I do want to make just to kind of make you think about something. I'm not saying to add this up because we're live right now. Could you imagine taking the combined wins above replacement for the Reds IL and, and put it next to the Reds major league roster that yeah, they currently have? It's probably pretty brutal. No, I think uh, our guy Matt Wilkes actually did that yesterday, and and the the current roster had more than the guys in the IL, but it was close. It was like it was like thirteen to eleven or something like that. Um, yeah. Um, good comment here from Richard that kind of goes along with what I'm saying. Um, one thing this starts exposed is the lack of depth. Tucker. Um, I I don't even know if the catching's really like the biggest. Like, you almost expect to have a bad catcher, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, but last night when Tyler Stevenson gets hurt, and you literally text us, text Carlos and I, before the game and say, why don't you give Stevenson the day off, have Garcia catch instead of DH, and then have Tyler Stevenson, or Tyler, have Tyler Stevenson play at first and give Joey off. And then as soon as, like, then, like, that's the same game, their backup catcher is DHing with with the new rules. When you substitute the DH to play a position, you lose the DH for the game, and your pitcher's got a bat. So Raymar San Martin becomes the second pitcher of the season to hit besides Shohei Otani. Just, just kind of baffling. I think the way I texted to you was I feel like David Bell is managing his team like the main character in Office Space, where he's trying to get fired, and that's kind of how that decision like making kind of went. Like, there's no way you can say like. Oh yeah, I forgot we were doing the universal DH because you just did this two seasons ago. I know it was a shortened season, but like you have to have someone on your bench, someone like when you're putting the lineup card out has to be like, God forbid Tyler Stevenson gets hurt. What do we do there? Yeah, I mean, I, the only thing I would maybe push back is maybe they specifically wanted 
Tyler Stevenson to be working with San Martin, uh, you know, because there's always that weird dynamic of of they want certain catchers with certain pitchers for whatever reason, but then just don't DH Garcia. That's probably the bigger. I agree. Like, like it's not like Garcia's a <laughs> a big weapon, right? Um, as a bat, and yeah, I mean, I think to Richard's point, I mean, definitely, I think this exposed the lack of depth. Um. I don't know. I feel like almost every year I'm going to complain there's a lack of depth. And I, I feel like probably if you asked 90% of fans of their teams, do you think your team has enough depth? You're, they're probably like, no, they don't. They need more, you know? So yeah, if you're not the Dodgers, like, yeah, I mean, so I mean, I, again, like I'm not saying there isn't. And maybe the biggest concern for me is just the Reds don't have like a Phil Irvin at AAA. Like, that is maybe more concerning than... I thought the Major League depth was pretty good. Because remember, if you were at, if you were having everyone healthy at the beginning of the year, against a right-handed pitcher, you're gonna, you would have Donovan Solano, Colin Moran, and, uh, I don't know, someone else... Max Schrock would be, yeah. on, would be on your bench. Like, that's not a terrible bench. You could do far worse. Yeah, I mean, we've seen far worse benches than yeah. that. So... But again, maybe, you know, to to like Richard's point, like not being like a, a not having anyone that you could call up that's a, even like a decent option against um, left handed pitching like you should have that. So and again, the Reds have those kind of players close, like and I mean, not close, but like, you know, like, like the Reese Hines is a big right handed bat and they have some of these guys and. and but there, where it's like it feels like there's this massive gap right now, offensively from a high A, double A to the majors, to the big league, yeah. Like there, there's just nothing in between, and you know some of that's just the natural progression, I guess. Some of it's you know probably some poor roster constructions. Like with most everything, it's probably a giant combination of of everything, right? Yeah, I mean, you like you like I was gonna make the same point. So like you know you look at like these guys we're hearing about that we're reading about like the Ellie De La Cruzes and the Matt McLeans and the Jay Allens and it's like yeah those guys are like two or three years away at max and so that kind of like that gap of like the Jonathan Indias the Tyler Stevenses and Nick Senzels to those guys that those after the guys I named in the latter I mean the earlier. It's just such a huge gap. It's like, I don't know, man. It just seems like it's just kind of a total, maybe not lack of roster construction, maybe lack of organization depth construction is kind of where I have concern. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, I mean, some of it just is, I don't know. It is what it is. You can't like just change that on the fly this season. I'm sure they know. <laughs> right. I think they know where they're at. I, I, I'm sure, you know, they're not like, oh, you know, hey, we're happy with where we're at. I'm sure like, hey, you know, this is a problem. It's something we got to fix. Um, and every, every team's going to always have holes in their organization somewhere. Sure. Um, and sure. again, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it, but, you know, I, it is what it is. Yeah. Here's, you know, and then like, I know we shouldn't have to say this, but all the people that are looking at this and saying this is like David Bell should be fired. Like, do you think like Tommy Lasorda could like win nine games with this roster right now? Like, do you think like Joe Torrey could win nine games with this roster right now? I highly doubt it. I highly, highly doubt it. 
No. I mean, uh, I'll pull up the offensive stats in case anyone wants to go through it. <laughs> Unless you think that's David Bell's fault that there's all that right. blue on there. I mean, it just it it is what it is. I mean, um, you know, it was a it was a, a roster that needed a lot to go right and has had everything go wrong. And it, it is what it is. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, yeah. Good, good point here from Ryan. We need a third baseman badly. Well, uh, yeah, they do, but they've got three of them on the IL right now. I mean, if you're counting, you know, Barrero as a third baseman or Farmer, you know, shift whoever you want. I mean, basically, you have three. Yeah, um, Shrock. Four, I guess, if you count Shrock. I was counting Solano, Mustakis, and uh, uh, and and Farmer or Barrero, and I guess Shrocks. Uh, it's, they all got hurt at the same time. I know. <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> what were they doing during the lockout? Like, what what were you guys saying? Were you guys just like chilling? Oh, and it's not even. It's not even just that we've had like hurt injuries too. It's like the flu bugs been going around on top of it. Like, ooh, man. I, I, I've never, have you ever seen anything like this? No, no. I mean, um, maybe like the closest thing I can think of, and this is kind of going to another sport. But would be like what teams would put like in the bubble after the F coat wave when they played in the NBA bubble. And you'd be like, you'd be like watching the Brooklyn Nets and it'd be like, is that Joe Johnson at 39 years old playing basketball right now for a chance to like win a championship? Like that's the closest thing I can think of to what this is right now with all these injuries and all these guys out who opted out or whatever. Yeah. That or, or maybe like a September where you, Mm. you have a bunch of guys that, could fight through it, but you're out of it. And so you, you know, you just say, all right, Joey, take off the last two weeks. You've been banged up. You know, that's, that's what this roster feels like right now. It's just, it's insane. Um, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Um, let's, so yeah, let's look at the pitching real quick, because I know this is kind of, um, obviously like a hot button. And look, I cannot wait to get to a couple segments where we talk about Green and Lodolo because they're the best thing to talk about on the team right now. Um, actually, I think I'm going to go see Hunter Green pitch on Friday. So if That's everything awesome. goes as planned, I'm pretty excited. But I'm going to try to send some positive here, guys. So all of our people in the chat, we love you. Please don't think that I am sugarcoating or like trying to shy away. Um, but I have been really impressed with Alexis DS so far. I think the fact that he just pounds the strike zone as a reliever is a blast. Uh, today, you know, got in a little trouble, got out of it. Um, obviously, you know, you see there, like, this is expected ERA is pretty solid. Um, his ERA itself, obviously, um, but has, you know, he's really kind of been the best, you know, the best reliever they've had so far. Um, guys like Tony Santion, I know they had, they're, you know, this early in the year, he's had a couple rough outings. I'm not giving up on him by any means. I think he's going to be pretty solid. Um, Jeff Hoffman's been fairly decent. I think it's been, lucky quite a bit but still been pretty decent like but over after that it's whew, you know i think louis says is certainly going to be better i know the opener experiment did not work as planned in la last week but i don't think that's who louis Sessa is by any means yeah i mean you get castillo and sims back um you know i mean i think this is decent pitching i mean i don't think it's you know blow anyone away and you know you also got to remember they played four games against the Dodgers um not many teams even with good pitching are going to come out of that looking great so you're not going to face any lineups like that in the NL Central that's for sure uh where you have 
you know, Chris Taylor and Gavin Lux batting eight and ninth. Like, come on. It's insane. Like, yeah. like, what is this? Like, these guys are like an all-star and like a top prospect. I mean, so I, I'm not too disappointed with the pitching. Um, again, I think overall they'll, they'll be fine. Um, if Lodolo and Green um, pitch like, anywhere close like we think they could get like in a in a really strong rookie campaign then I think you have a really solid pitching staff when you add Castillo and Sims into the mix um but if they don't if they look more like rookies than rookie of the years then you know it probably is a pretty rough pitching staff but I look at it overall and I say okay there's a lot of positives here for um the future you know it's not it's not a bunch of Scott Feldman's or, you know, right. I guess that's the kind Australies of the, and that's kind of the thing for me, like that, at least, you know, man, it's, it's rough losing nine games in a row. Don't get me wrong. It's not fun, but at least, at least a lot of these players I'm looking at. Okay. I see a very bright future with them. I see a lot of players that are going to be good players for the Reds that, that can be a part of, you know, whenever, the Reds are a competitive team, whether it's next year or the year after. Um, so at least it's it doesn't feel like you know. I, I don't. I don't in any way, shape, or form feel like we're in for a long, you know, multiple year thing here. Um, I don't know. Do you feel different on that? Not really. Um, to kind of, but you know, with these guys we've been talking about now for a couple of years, um, in some cases, you know, a year that are like on the up and up. Like I read a little bit. Um, I know there's people in our chat who know far more about the minor league organization than we do, but you know, everything I read about Matt McLean sounds like he's the real deal. And that's something to be excited about. Jay Allen is someone who's really athletic, understands the strike zone can play defense. Like that's really promising to go with whatever you can try to get from Nick Senzel. Um, you know, I've, as we know, I've not given up hope on him being good by any means. And I thought, Today he had some good at bats. I thought, you know, just kind of had some bad luck at times um, with Green, with Lodolo. You know, if Austin Hendrick learns to make consistent contact, you know, we've talked about Ellie De La Cruz already today. Like, no, I don't feel like this team's too far away. I just think that they just have had just the ultimate bad luck to start this season. And it's just the fact that the trades that happened are what people are really upset about. But with that being said, like I know Suarez is hitting homers right now. Um, but you know, like Sunny Gray's are Sunny Gray's already in the IL. <laughs> like, so you know. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about that for you know f- for a second. Um, again, we understood why everyone was upset by the trades, but uh, does it does that really help the Reds right now? I mean, Winker, Suarez, and Barnhart couldn't hit lefties last year, and the Reds have just faced a billion left-handed pitchers so far. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not like that would have solved all that much. I don't know. Maybe Winker comes and wins on opening day when the Reds were facing Bieber and, you know, they're three and 10 or eight. I don't know, maybe, or maybe there's a pinch hit somewhere, you know, there's always a million different, you know, causes and effects or whatever, but yeah, I mean, Gray and Miley are both on the IL right now. Um, so, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's just it's everything that, 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 that could go wrong has gone wrong. So I guess it can only go up, right? Yeah. I mean, you only have another left-handed pitcher on Friday. So that you're facing. That's even though Steven Matz, never mind. Nope. Not 
gonna gonna walk away from that. We we see what happens when I do that. So Tim, I don't think you can curse this team anymore right now. So that's <laughs> probably very valid. Um, yeah, I think that this is kind of just. I do think this is the worst of it. I'm not going to talk about strength of schedule ever again after last September, but when you look ahead, after you get through these games, you know, things look a little easier and that's what I'll, that's, they'll do my best to like tiptoe around, like being optimistic. Um, you know, we've talked throughout the season so far that we're not super high on what the Cardinals are. Um, I think if they weren't the Cardinals, if you took the Cardinal jerseys off them and put them on like the Rockies, you'd be like, I don't think that team's gonna be very good. Um, you know, not to say this current Rockies because they've played a little better than I thought they would so far. Um, but I'm not blown away by them. Do I think they're better than the Reds right now? Sure. Absolutely. I think everyone is, but if you know, if you start getting these guys back in relative time for this pot, you know, you've got the pirates in six, I mean, in seven of 10 games in may, um, the guardians, you know, I know they had a big win today. They're playing a double header. And I know they just beat the Reds up pretty bad, but I'm not super promised by them after what I saw against the Giants this week. Um, so yeah, I think like next month you get through here, maybe you sneak a couple, maybe a win or two against St. Louis, this win or two against San Diego, you know, in the homestand. I don't, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but if you walk out of there with three wins, if possible, I think it looks a, you know. At that point, what's that? Five and fourteen doesn't look as bad, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried my hardest. Five and fourteen. Oh man. That, I know that's, everyone that's wants a us to positive come here outcome. Just, yeah, I know everyone wants us to come on here and scream and yell and be pissed, and we're certainly disappointed. But like, I don't know. I just, I think this is the worst of how it's going to get. I don't think this team's going to like go on some miraculous run by any means when you're nine games under 500 in April. It's very hard to get out of that. It's very hard to climb out of that hole, but I certainly think as everyone comes back and they put this roster together, how it's supposed to be. <laughs> I tried red Gal 21 since she says, I just made it worse. I just tried my hardest. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, at least they're not going to have like a, they don't have any more multiple, multi West Coast road trips. I mean, yeah, no more Padres after next week. So that's yeah. promising. They're knocked out of the way. And yeah, I, tough, tough. Hey, friends, Nick Kirby here. I wanted to tell you about some top quality multivitamins, Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, and probiotic to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients support gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. These statements have not yet been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health.
Tommy Fam. Tommy Fam. Let's talk about Let's talk about Tom, our guy. Tommy Fam. What a start, man. He's uh uh and, and he was going. hitting he was hitting well before. That 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 0 for 22 or whatever was completely garbage. Everyone was bashing on him. You could look at the Statcast numbers. He was hitting the ball hard. It was garbage and he he showed, you know, he showed that. It was Tommy Fam reminds me a lot of of uh, Vado last April where he was hitting the ball hard. Mm-hmm. The stat cast number showed, Hey, he's close. It, it, it's, it's tough luck. And, and sure enough, you know, broke out just like, like Vado did last year. So, Hey, I mean, look, you know, I, you could say, well, the one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of weirded out by is, is I've seen a lot of people upset that the red signed a couple of these like one year guys to be like decent players this year. Like, why are we mad about that? Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. like what? What do you just like? Do you think like if you, you do you think they were in a pocket that six million dollars? Say, oh, we'll save it for twenty twenty four. No, like it was use it or lose it money. I would assume and that's how most like businesses run their budget. Like this is the money. Like you know, it is what it is. And so they used it. And hey, you know, if if things don't turn around here and Fam keeps hitting, he he probably has some some solid trade value at the the deadline. Um, this isn't Tommy Pham's a little different than, you know, like a guy that just kind of came out of nowhere because Pham's had a great track record up until right up until 2020. And so if, if teams are, you know, looking at his numbers and going, okay, Hey, we, maybe Tommy Pham's back, you know, a lot of teams could use a big right-handed bat. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that, that, that certainly looks like a really, really good signing that, um, Man, at least helps make this seem a little more watchable right now, and maybe they can flip him, um, you know, for for something as well. Something I thought of, Tim, Nick. I know we've talked a lot about um, extending guys like India and Stevenson, which which I think they should. India, I don't I don't know if I'd be in as big of a rush to sign him as Stevenson right now, just because I feel like India right now is at like like he's. I don't know how much higher of value he's going to get to. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I'd I'd be in a rush to ink him right now. Like, I feel like your your best window is already passed. But beyond that, a guy like I think would be a really good extension candidate right now. Oh boy, is Tyler Naquin? Oh, okay, okay. I was like, he, oh god, where are you going with this? He's uh he's a free agent at the end of the year. He's only thirty years old. Um, you know, I look at Jock Peterson. He just signed a six million dollar deal, one year deal, and I think Naquin's a better player than Jock Peterson. I'd rather have Naquin. Um, like I don't know, it's like a three year, fifteen million dollar deal that you could ink him up right now. It feels like it would be attractive for him. Um, you know, yeah. being a guy that's not really ever got paid. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think that could be, and he could be a nice player. You know, we have when you, especially with you have the DH, just to kind of be that platoon bat. So, I don't know. I was just kind of thinking about him today. I think he could be a really sneaky good extension guy right now to help you. You know, right now we're probably looking more towards twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four. Um, I think everyone's like, oh, we trade Nick with the deadline. Deadline. Well, I don't know. He might be. I mean, look at his numbers as uh, you know, so far he's he's off to a, a yeah. really really good start. Had a great year last year. Started great, finished great. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that slugging's pretty nice. You know, I'll take it. Um, yeah, I, I'm not against that by any means. I think that he certainly proved to be a part of the team for a little while. You know, whatever. You know, if he's kind of 
That's, I, I kind of was like, uh, but for the record, I would definitely extend India. I, I think he's going to get better and better. I think his continuous contact rate, I think, is going to continue to thrive. So, I'm, um, I'm sticking to team. I'm sticking to team six. No, no, I'm not saying don't extend him. I'm just I know saying, what you're saying, but like, I, yeah. I'm saying I don't think he's going to get more expensive. He has Boris, right? Yep, that's why I was gonna say he is gonna I, get I, more expensive. Well, no, I I I don't know if he is gonna get more expensive. I don't. I, I think Tyler Stevenson can get more expensive because I think Tyler Stevenson could still increase his value. I think India already because like sh- like already feels like he's a four win player. I mean, okay, I, I see what you're saying. Okay, I get that. Point. I, I just yeah. kind of feel like how much higher of a ceiling does India really have? Stevenson, eh, there might be something there. I think like India. Man, you should have locked him up like like uh, before the season started last year. But I mean, you know who <laughs> who saw that, and yeah. that's what that's the one thing the Reds should 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 be uh, doing more. Is I, I saw it a lot here up in Cleveland with the Guardians. Like they're signing like Miles Straw, yeah, to, like these sneaky little five year, twenty five million dollar deals. I, I'm I think his deal is like maybe like two years past arbitration. Those are the kind of deals that man can really really just um, um, help you and give you more flexibility to spend other other places. And, and, you know, if the Reds are doing that with a higher payroll than some of these, uh, you know, like the Pirates with Brian Hayes, if the Reds are doing this with a, double the payroll of those teams, they could really, really, uh, I think, you know, make some ways with that. So that's the kind of deals that like, I'd really love to see the Reds be doing more of. Yeah, that's a great point because, I mean, you look at Tampa Bay. I know this is a different scenario because he's otherworldly, but, like, you know, Tampa Bay signed Wander Franco to a, a deal through arbitration, like immediately um, after his rookie year. Was it, you might know this. I can't remember if I have the player right off the top of my head. Did the Astros do this with Jordan? Like they called him up and then it's the day he got called up, he signed an ex- like an extension through arbitration. Yeah, I think so. The guys right now, somebody, the guys right now that I'd be looking at are, are Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green. Like the guys that really haven't proven anything yet. But you're like, okay, I, I I believe in them. You know, why not look at Nick Lodolo for like an eight-year deal right now? You know, he's got six years of control. You try to get an extra two. Um, you're getting him all the way through his peak. Um, and, and sometimes you might even save money through those arbitration years by signing them now. So those are like the two guys right now. Like the Ellie De La Cruz, when they get up, like right when they get up, that's when you try to pounce on, you know, uh, getting a good deal. Um, that that's kind of more what I'm I'm thinking. Yeah, I think um I think that's a really good point. I would love to see the Reds do more of that. I agree. Um, you know you don't have to give everyone Joey Votto contracts, and I think like to keep your guys, and I think that's really a big deal, especially like in such a competitive market. You know those guys do have like the agents that they do. Um, okay, John Singleton, that was the guy I was thinking of. Thank you, Matthew. So I remember that was one like, um, but yeah, I mean, Jose Ramirez just signed a big deal. And I think he had one of those small deals before he signed that with the guardian. So yeah, it was, it was, I think it was like right when he came up, man, they were, they were on it. They, they got him and they got a ridiculous bargain and you may get burned on that sometimes, but I would rather be getting burned on a five year, $20 million deal for like a young a player. Bailey. Then yeah, then, uh, you know, and I didn't even hate the Homer Bailey deal, but the Homer Bailey deal either. or the Mike Moustakis deal. Like I'd rather get burned on on one of these you know younger players, um, you know, on a much smaller deal that doesn't have like that that high AAV than than getting burned on like a uh, on like a Mustakis, which again I don't really I'm not gonna I I don't like you know cherry picking that and you know judging them after the fact. 
I, I think I at the time I said, oh, I think that's a good deal. So I'm not I'm not going to go back and be that guy. That's don't be that guy. If you said it before, sure, take your victory lap now. But if you weren't if you weren't criticizing when it happened, don't be criticizing it now. Yeah, I'm not criticizing the contract by any means. Like when you know, going like I said earlier, like when people always like bring up, and I know this is just kind of people always bring up the Homer Bailey thing, and they're like, well, why didn't they use that money to sign Cueto? It's like Bailey was the first one available. Like it's not like it was like they handpicked somebody. Um, you know, it was between like what were they going to sign Matt Latos to a long term deal? How did that work out? Like they that, all, they all stunk. Cueto yeah. would have been worse. He would have been more money that you threw away. Like he would right. have been good. Uh, Leak's the only one that turned out decent. Yeah, and he doesn't even pitch anymore. <laughs> yeah, he retired like at thirty years old or something. He like secretly retired because remember yeah. he was like he sat out for COVID and then just never came back. Yeah, yeah. has he ever retired officially? I don't know. Like I, hell, I might give him a chance. Hey, is Mike Leak is Mike Leak available? <laughs> yeah. Anyone in the chat? Can you tell us is Mike Leak available? Let's go. Let's bring yeah. it back. But while we're waiting on that answer, let's talk about our young phenom pitchers. Let's be happy and excited about something. Hunter Green pitched against in Dodger Stadium the day after Jackie Robinson Day, which if you know anything about Hunter Green, you know how much that meant to him to pitch in L.A. that week. Um, obviously, the fastball is there. Um, but I thought... <laughs> Stop! My guy, uh, Pabst Blue Monday. Can I, can, I, can I read it real quick? Absolutely. Please, please do. Please do. He said, Pabst Blue Monday, our guy, said, Lee could at least hit lefties. <laughs> you know, I was thinking Hunter Green. You know, I was like, maybe Hunter Green should be DHing. No, <laughs> after what we saw with Lorenzen last year, never again. Yeah. Um, so he's now, Hunter Green has now registered 39 pitches over 100 miles an hour, which is a major league record. And look, that's awesome. Like, life's all about speed. Pure, sweet, badass speed. Eleanor Roosevelt, Talladega Knights, I know. But... I am really loving how he's mixing in his slider and his changeup. And you're seeing like the maturation level even more from start two than we saw in start one. I know he didn't get the win. I know he gave up uh, the you know two run home run where, but like, I don't think that was a bad pitch. I think the guy just made really good contact. Was that Chris Taylor? I think it was Chris Taylor. Um, it's hard to fool a guy like that is my point, but um, you know, look, the day is going to come where he's going to look like a rookie. We all know it. It's just how it goes with these bumps and bruises for these starting pitchers, unless you're like Steven Strasburg, his his rookie year. But what we're seeing now, this maturation level, the way he collects himself when something doesn't go his way, I'm a big fan, man. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, his poise is the thing that stands out to me the most. Two walks so far in 10.2 innings, I think. Yeah. I mean, and look, Lodolo's the control king, and he walked like five batters and hit a couple guys in his first start. And so for Hunter Green to do that, to do that at Dodger Stadium, to have the the guts to go after he did he walk he didn't walk a single batter that game, right? I don't think so. I can put he, the box score up real quick. He did not walk a single Dodger. That lineup, how incredible is that lineup? Just the fact that he wasn't trying to, you know, be cute and nibble around Max Muncy or or Justin Turner or Freddie Freeman. Like that's that's insane. Just the, the the poise to be able to go in and, and throw strikes and trust your stuff. Oh man, he's uh he is he is special. Um and yeah, like you said, he's gonna have some really rough starts this year. You know it's gonna come, but man, celebrate these kind of starts, like the start that he had at Dodger Stadium. That's what's gonna six, be what six strikeouts, like Yeah, he was he was just incredible. 
Um, when like pitch for pitch with Holy Arias, like that was it was pretty impressive. I mean, the only runs that he's allowed have been like the third time through the order. Yeah. Um, but you expect both, that from a rookie in, in both outings. So you know, both starts you could have pulled him earlier, and, and he would have had a f- phenomenal line. But they they let him kind of work through, which is great. I I love that. I you know, this, this this season to kind of be doing that, but yeah, I just you, you can't say enough good things about him and twenty two years old. Yeah, that's the like, other thing too that's just so impressive. So twenty two years you, old. If you are wanting to kind of see this weekend, if you're in town and you decide to spend money to see the Reds, I understand if you don't want to. Hunter Green's pitching Friday and Saint against the Cardinals. Uh, Stephen Match pitching for the Cardinals, and then you got Tyler Malley on Saturday against Dakota Hudson. And Sunday, uh, you got Nick Lodella versus Adam Wainwright. So that's, those are some fun pitching matchups. Um, you know, I know what the box score said about Tyler Malley the other day, and you probably got to see a little bit more of the game than I did because I was out of town. It didn't feel – it felt like it was a lot of, like, just kind of continuation of the bad luck. I certainly think he didn't make his best pitches that day, but it certainly seemed like there was, like, some soft contact that got through kind of stuff. Yeah, he was about as good as you could be through those first three innings. You know, was just – carving up a, a great lineup and then had some tough, tough things break his way in the fourth and then just uh, the Dodger floodgate open. So, yeah, I, mean, I think it was showing the expected stats earlier. I mean, against two starts, so don't make a big deal out of either the ERA or the expected ERA. But I think the expected ERA was in the threes. Um, and he was dominant in um, – or no, he has three starts already. Yeah. <laughs> Here he has three starts. Um, yeah, no, I, I think he's going to have a good start on Saturday. I think that's a good matchup for him. Um, I do too. I was trying uh, to pull up the Cardinals lineup so far and just kind of give an idea of like how they're heading. Cause I know they're in nine games in, we say they're in first place. Um, but you know, if you look down their lineup so far, it's not looking much prettier than the Reds. I mean, obviously Tommy Edmonds hitting really well and says Arenado, but like Goldschmidt hasn't found his stride just yet. Tyler O'Neill has not found his yet. Um, you know, Yachty, you know, I've seen Harrison, they count on Harrison Bader a lot and they're, you know, they're without Jack Flaherty. So like, I'm not going to go and say, I think the Reds are going to go in there and win two out of three, but I do believe that they're going to be competitive enough to pull a game out of this series. Maybe two. I think they can sweep them. I hope so, because I'm I'm not blown away by them. Like we've talked about this all what? year. And you got Hunter Green, Tyler Malley, and Nick Lodolo. I mean, yeah. Hey, if you're gonna throw three guys at the Cardinals, those are the three guys I want right now. So did you hear what Cowboys said today during the broadcast about how he would do the rotation for the series? He'd have Lodolo and, and San Martin back to back. Yeah. That's interesting. Kind of a different different look. You know, yeah. Back to back lefties. The the Cardinals do uh, hit left handed pitching significantly better than right handed pitching, though. So I don't know if I'd want to be throwing two left. That's the, yeah. That's where I was going with that. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, do it. You know, like I said, I think the Cardinals are only better than the Reds are right now. Um, obviously, but I don't think they're. You know, the St. Louis Cardinals we grew up with that were like just always kicking our ass and everything like that by any means. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a a mediocre Cardinals team, which again, I agree, might be still decently better than the Reds, um, but I, I don't, I don't think this is um, a, a great team by any means. I, I, I think the 
I think the NL West, I mean, I think the Rockies could win the NL Central. Maybe <laughs> that might be a stretch. I mean, I think they could finish second in the NL Central. Um, yeah. I mean, that that's a loaded division. I mean, that, that, I mean, they got, that's not fair. I mean, the three teams that I feel like would win, I feel like the Giants, the Padres, or the Dodgers would win. So, um, hopefully those teams beat up on the, the Cardinals and Brewers like they, uh, uh, like they beat up on us. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I know we kind of skipped around here because I know you also had a graphic where we're going to talk about Nick Lodola real quick and what we've seen from him in two starts. Um, really a really nice bounce back game against San Diego. Um, I know, you know, like I said, we're give two shits about ERA at this point. And, but just kind of, you know, also another guy who's finding ways to mix his pitcher, mix his pitches and, you know, learning and Matt maturing really well. His sinker is really impressive. Um, the way he mixes his, you know, his curveball in and his changeup in, I would like to see a little bit more of his four seamer because that's something you read about a little bit in his trip as he was on the come up, uh, especially like at TCU. Uh, that was something he used quite a bit in college. I know it's totally different than major league ball by all stretch of the matter, but um, yeah, I think that, you know, what we've been able to see from Nick Lodolo so far, I'm not discouraged by any means. Uh, yes, the Cardinals just won two nothing against the Miami Marlins and had five hits. So about the same offensively as the Reds. But yeah, I'm 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 pretty cool with what we've seen so far from Lodolo. I'm excited to see how he pitches Sunday, especially lining up against Wayno, who's like, you know, 130 years old. Who the Reds have hit really well the last couple of years. No, yeah. I mean I, I don't know if they. The Better rest, lineups. Are the Reds, right Reds going to have any of the same players other than <laughs> Votto out there? Um, I hope to, number one. I hope Tommy Pham's revenge tour continues against this former yes. team in the Cardinals. I hope he just wants to make all these teams living hell. Um, but yeah, look at Lodola if you're watching. Look at the graphic. Look at all that blue. I mean, against that that Padres lineup, which is a pretty decent lineup. Yeah. Um, um, that was a better matchup for him because there's several left-handed batters in that lineup. Um, um. I mean, Cleveland should have been a good matchup, but they do have um, some pretty solid right-handed bats. Um, but yeah, I mean, he had a lot of weak contact in that game too, and eight strikeouts. Um, that's really impressive for for his second start. And yeah, I mean, these these are the two guys. I mean, when when you have Lodolo and Green pitching, those are the. I mean, I'll I'll be watching every night, but those are the nights I, I want to be a little a uh, uh, little more locked in. And Hunter Green, uh, Friday night on Apple TV Plus, got another game. How'd you like to broadcast, by the way? Uh, well, I didn't get to watch the whole one because I actually went to uh, uh, Cleveland's opening. That's right, ho- home, op- game, home opener, yeah. which was cool. Nice to get to a baseball game. Uh, so I got I got back about uh, like the fourth inning, but I I like it overall. Um, I, I, I get why people hate it, you know, but got to remember this is kind of something that they're trying to be a little different. Um, I think they're trying to be fun and I think that's good. Like, again, just don't be mad when Katie Nolan, like she's not there to give you hardcore baseball analysis. Right. She's there to be entertainment. They're trying to attract younger fans. It's just like, like the pitch clock and things like that. Yeah. We don't need that, but we're dudes who watch 162 stupid baseball games. Like most people are not like us. Like that's not normal. So they're trying to attract people outside of us and uh, you know, I think I think that's a good thing for baseball. Um, so yeah, I, I I love the stats. I love uh, I, yeah, and, and the graphic and the presentation is just really really crisp. Um, it feels like the game day gameplay presentation on MLB The Show. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited. I'll I I will likely be at the game Friday. So, um, do you know if at Apple TV Plus will they have the replay? So I on there. 
if you can like go back and watch that. I don't I don't know if I read that anywhere. Uh, I believe so. I believe they they have them up on demand. I actually think they'll end up on MLB TV. Okay. Uh, because cool. the game the games that are on ESPN, um, you can't watch on MLB TV live, but you can watch afterwards. Yeah. Um, but uh, Red's yeah. getting uh, Apple TV two weeks in a row. How about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, who, who, who why doesn't? Would, why would you want to show any other team right now? I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I think you know real quick what to touch on. So it was announced uh, this last couple of days. Luis Castillo will be making a rehab start this week in Dayton. God knows that we could have him back so much sooner. Um, <laughs> have you watched Severance? I have not watched Severance. I just finished it. It's uh, it's weird but really cool. And uh, yes, past Blue Monday, it the Reds baseball does feel like Severance. Yes. <laughs> The Reds on Apple TV is like the Jaguars, Texans on Thursday Night Football. <laughs> hey, you know what? They probably still draw 20 million ratings. So, you know what? Haters going to hate. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, <laughs> so Same, Tanner. Same. Yes, Tanner. We we, we understand. Um, So, I think they said that it's like he's going to – he threw 35 pitches yesterday in a simulated game. And then, was it Tim? They said he's going to throw 50 in the Dayton game. Yeah. Sounds that I have no idea. I'm sorry. Yeah. I that, 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 that's what Sadak said in the, in the broadcast today. Um, but obviously, good news that he's going to be soon. They said, I think they said they're planning on two rehab starts before he comes back. So he pitches Sunday, pitches Friday, let's say. Let's get him back for a home game against the Pirates. Let's yeah. Let's let Luis. Although honestly, I mean, I don't, the Brewers aren't don't have a incredible lineup, um, and that might not be a bad one either. Just don't don't make the poor guy start his first game in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. And I mean, not to mention one of those, you know, the the Saturday against the Pirates uh, is a doubleheader. So. Yeah, I think I'm gonna be in town. I'm still working out some details. So I already told the wife that uh, I'd be going to one of those games with you. So you better. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Fingers crossed. Sweet, awesome. I'm excited. And then I, in planning, if everything goes as planned, should be coming up for the Tuesday Guardians game. Our great branch. <laughs> I don't mind the Apple TV thing, but it's rough on my 79 year old mom. <laughs> I thought he was saying his 79 year old monitor. That's how I read it at first. And I was, I was confused. Yeah. Probably is pretty rough on the 79 year old mom. Get out of here past blue Monday. The pirates are not better than the reds. Get out of here with that. You know, maybe they're close right now, but let's pull up the graphic again. Come on. This team is better than the pirates. <laughs> the reds. IL roster is better than the pirates. Yeah, you can play with that roster and it will be the show. Just all the injured guys. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I think that roster wins 70 games. <laughs> <laughs> that roster wins 70 games with the rest of your pitching be all Jeff Hoffman's and the rest of your uh, bench bats all Alejo Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> that team still wins 70, maybe 70, 70 games. Yeah. I'll be realistic. Is this the year that we're going to have to start looking at the minor league draft? I mean, the uh, college, the the first year draft, so we can know who the Reds are drafting. No, 
No. No, come on. Come on. We're, we're, we we want to see what we want to see. Well, hopefully this team, you know, hopefully they go on a little run here. You know, I'm, I'm always going to hold out hope. I'm always going to hold out hope they'll go on a, you know, there has been some stupid things happen in baseball that make absolutely no sense. And I hope one of those stupid things that absolutely makes no sense is the Reds coming back and winning like 10 in a row. So it could happen. It could happen. I mean, hell, like we, like I said, like all year last year. The Cardinals won 19 games in a row. The Cardinals won 19 games in a row. The Nationals were like 15 games under 500 the year they won the series. Like, I only want half of that. Just give me half. Right. Give me uh, nine and a half wins in a row. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. All right. Is there anything we need to touch on before we get out of here? Anything uh, that I missed or... Well, you know what? Uh, tomorrow's an off day, so uh, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Um, take a, take a rest. <laughs> we all deserve a little relaxation. And uh, hey, you know what? If you're in Cincinnati, come down to the ballpark if you want to. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't let anyone tell you you can't go to the ballpark. It's fine if you don't want to. That's fine. But don't if you want to go and you want to enjoy a baseball game and you want to see Hunter Green, Tyler Malley, or Nick Lodolo pitches this weekend, go see it. You 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 deserve to if you want to. So, yeah, go Reds. Yeah, or go to Dayton. See the Dragons. They're fun. Yeah, absolutely. Don't yeah. See some baseball. Enjoy some baseball. Yeah, exactly. Thank you all for interacting with us each and every week. We hope I know these things are not going the way we wanted this season to go so far, but we love having you guys here with us, hanging out and talking with us. So please don't go away. Go Reds.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.